everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're reading Exodus 29, which begs the question, what does it mean for something to be consecrated? As a kid at Christmas time, whenever I would get like fun little soaps or makeups in my stockings, I would always set them apart as super, super special. I'd put them in a little pouch under my bathroom sink and tell myself that I was saving these little presents for a special occasion. Now, my eight-year-old self thought these cheap travel-sized soaps I got in my stocking were really something special, so I'd set them aside. The thing was, I'd typically never use them. They were so special that I never wanted to mess them up or use them all out, run out of my special stocking presents. So the soaps and lotions sat under my bathroom sink, probably for years, set apart from the toiletry products I'd normally use. They were so set apart that I never touched them. Now that's a silly example. But to be consecrated means to be set apart as sacred. And in our lives today... I don't know that we even have a mental concept of consecration or for consecration. If we're honest, that word is super unfamiliar and we rarely encounter it. And let's be honest, like the only example I could think of for this episode is an eight-year-old with Christmas presents from Santa that were special. I don't know if anything in our lives is as special as that which was consecrated, declared sacred and set apart in biblical times. In fact, I don't know if we'd call anything in our lives sacred. It's a hot take. And again, that's another word we don't normally use. But it's in the Bible for a reason. And I'm certain God wants us to get something out of today's chapter, Exodus 29, to expand our minds and hearts and our understanding of his design for his people. But before we jump into that question, the question of consecration, I want to set up the chapter for us. And in today's Devo, Luis reminds us that in this passage, God makes promises to his people that still remain today. Number one, God will permanently manifest himself to the people. That's Exodus 29 verses 42 and 43. We may not need the tent of meeting or to sacrifice a lamb, he writes, but we still need to meet with God daily. And if we prepare our hearts, he will also speak to us through his spirit and his word. And one day, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Number two, God desires to be with his people and protect them. Exodus 29, 45. God's action in bringing the Israelites out of Egypt showed his great desire to be with them and to protect them. Similarly, Luis writes, God wants to live among us, even in our hearts. Don't exclude him from your life. Allow him to be your God. Obey his word and communicate with him through prayer. And lastly, number three, God is real and he's in the business of transforming lives. That's Exodus 29, 46. What a great privilege for the Israelites, especially considering that they were a nation of slaves who had escaped from Egypt. Luis concludes by saying, like the Israelites, I was once a slave a slave to pride, anger, and pornography, but God rescued and set me free. I need continuous reminders of how far he has brought me out of the desert. As believers, we're greatly blessed by God. He wants to reveal himself daily in our lives. He is faithful to us even if we are unfaithful to him. 
He's ready to meet with us, speak to us, and change our lives. All he is asking is for us to come with hearts of reverence and repentance. Now, by the dictionary definition, to consecrate something is to set it apart as sacred. And the Got Questions website puts it like this. In the Bible, the word consecration means the separation of oneself from things that are unclean, especially anything that would contaminate one's relationship with a perfect God. Consecration also carries the connotation of sanctification, holiness, or purity. The importance of being consecrated or pure in our relationship with God is actually emphasized in an incident in the book of Joshua. After 40 years in the wilderness, the children of Israel were about to cross over the Jordan River into the promised land. They were then given a command and a promise. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. That's Joshua 3.5. The people of God were commanded to bathe and change their clothes. The married couples were to devote themselves wholly to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 7, 1-6. The significance of this command was that in ancient times, water was considered a luxury and wasn't used often for personal hygiene. The bathing and changing clothes symbolized making a new beginning with the Lord. The picture here is that sin is defilement, Psalm 51, 2 and 7, and we have to be cleansed before we can truly follow God. The article continues. Upon consecrating themselves, the children of Israel were assured of God's promises. The Lord promised that he would do amazing things among them. Just as he opened the Red Sea to deliver them from their Egyptian bondage, he would open the Jordan River and take them into the promised land. In fact, this was just the beginning of the miracles God would perform for them in the conquest of the promised land. It's no wonder the psalmist declares, Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. That's Psalm 77, 13 through 14. Now, back in Exodus 19, verse 6, we read that God set the Israelites apart as a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Today, The Bible tells believers, New Testament believers, to be a holy people separate from the world. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. The article again continues. Being consecrated, think set apart or holy, is a critical component in our relationship to God and to those in the world. Paul tells us, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12, 1 through 2. In other words, as true believers in Christ— The act of consecration involves our lives being a living sacrifice to Him. We are totally separate from the defilement of the world. Each day, we're to live out our lives as holy and royal priesthood to the glory of God, for we are now God's people, 1 Peter 2, 9-10. So when we read chapters like today's, it can be easy to get tangled up in the old ways of the Old Testament, and we can think that what we're starting to read is irrelevant, but it's not. 
In a similar way to the consecration of the priests, all of us are to be set apart. If you're a believer, you're supposed to be set apart. But we don't manufacture this distinctness from the world out of our own strength. It's through our cooperation with the Spirit of God at work within us. I'd encourage you to spend some time praying or journaling, asking God through His Spirit to reveal to you areas in which you are not rightly reflecting the sun. Or said differently, what areas of your life don't look like Jesus? Where do you look the most like the world? Ask God to help us see these areas clearly. When you see them, ask Him to help you grow more and more into His likeness. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.